Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. You know, radical hospitality, what is radical to you? And, I, you know, to me, it's getting outside your comfort zone to show some love and care to somebody that you don't. And that's hard for him. It's super hard for me. <laughs> Very easy for her. Just going up and speaking to somebody on a personal level is not something that's super comfortable for me. Um, Lisa is one of these people that can make it look very easy. So she's encouraged me in that, and I can kind of play off her. She kind of can get someone to open up, and then that that leads us down to where we can have a little bit more intimate conversation with them and, uh, you know, talk about where they are in life and, you know, do they know Jesus? You know, are they open to getting to know Jesus? So we're empty nesters now. Uh, Kids are grown and doing well and uh, all still here at the church, which is good. So we developed a little ministry of our own, and we call it the Dining Out Ministry because Lisa, she doesn't love to cook. Um, but it's given us an ability to connect with, uh, or we're trying to connect with some servers and managers at local restaurants. And it kind of opened my eyes to uh, how much some people don't know about our Savior Jesus because uh, they've just honestly never been around it, been in church, don't know that stuff. So we just connect with them by asking them questions about their daily lives, what's going on with them. And, um, and they're, they're surprisingly open to this uh, because they're all looking for something, and I think we know what that is. Every week we ask, and then we remember, and the next week we go back, and then we're just building on that every week. And so just loving on them as we go. We are very excited about the new campus that Silverdale's bringing to the Apson area. Uh, we are part of that 33,000 people that can be reached. Uh, we know these people, we live with these people, these are our neighbors, and uh, we're just so excited to reach them for Jesus. Man, that's a great testimony, great people. And I will tell you, I, I've run into them at Jason's Deli when they're doing their hospitality, man. And I, I like Jason's Deli. Once again, not part of the sermon, but you get ice cream with your meal. It don't matter what you order, you get ice cream. So that's why I like it. But um, hey, guys, I'm glad you're here. If you're joining us online, thank you so much for being here as well. If you're listening on a podcast, I want to thank you as well for being here. And guys, at this time, I just want to invite everyone, if you could, let's get out our Bibles and go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, and today we're going to be picking up in verse 7. We're continuing in this series that we've entitled Reach. We've looked at passionate prayer. We've looked at dedicated service, and as you know from the testimony, we're going to be looking at hospitality today. That's what we're going to look at, hospitality. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a big word. It's a big concept. It's used in a lot of different ways, but my goal, my challenge, my prayer is um, I want us to understand this in a biblical way. Um, hospitality, it's a big deal to God. We know this. Over and over in Scripture, we see that God, well, He is a God of hospitality, and His people are to be marked as hospitable, people who practice hospitality. Um, we could go all through the Bible, and we could kind of build upon this, but I just want to just kind of base us in just this reality in just a few verses. You go to the Old Testament. You look at Job. Job, he had all of his sicknesses, and he had all these things coming against him, and he protests. 
And he says that one of the virtues that he's never neglected is the virtue of hospitality. I just want to read this to you. Um, Job 31, 32 says, the sojourner has not lodged in the street. I have opened my doors to the traveler. That's biblical hospitality. You can see it through the patriarchs, the Old Testament. We could spend a lot of time there, but um, you get into the New Testament. And once again, you're going to see that hospitality is really the core, really fundamental to the Christian community. Let me just share a few thoughts on that, a few verses. Romans 12, 13, Paul says it this way. This is a command, contribute to the needs of the saints. Here we go, check it out, church. This is for us. Practice hospitality. Literally, we are to be a people who pursue hospitality. The verb there, it's in a continuous action. So it means church, we are to be forever seeking, pursuing hospitality. You get to Hebrews chapter 13, verse one and two, it says this to the church, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to look, show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So once again, that's a tremendous verse, but it says key word. Once again, don't neglect it. The word of God saying don't neglect it. The um, assumption is the indication is that perhaps that is something we're prone to neglect. Then you get to first Peter four, nine. This is what we're going to be looking at more today. It says, show, Peter says, show hospitality to one another. He says, and I love this, I love this, and I've been thinking on this, do it without grumbling, right? means be the kind of people who actually enjoy doing it, okay? So if you can take even those three verses and you put them together, you can see the command placed upon us by the living God, church, is that we are to be in constant pursuit of hospitality or to be persistent in our pursuit of hospitality or to look for ways to show it we're not to neglect it and when we do it, we're not to grumble about it, all right? Therefore, church, I'm talking about hospitality today. This is not a small thing. Hospitality, I don't know how you view it. I don't know what you think about it, but we see from Scripture it is central to the Christian life. In fact, I'm going to say this. You may not know it. You may know it. But hospitality, check it out, is so important that hospitality is actually a qualification to be a pastor or a deacon. Um, In the Word of God, Paul teaches this, right? Well, you can go read it all, but I am to be qualified to be a pastor. I am to be a man who practices hospitality, all right? So I want to look at it. I want to look at hospitality. I want us to understand hospitality as God has, I don't know, shown it to us. I don't want to push into it. I don't want to make it into something it is not. And so, man, I studied this, and I've been thinking on it, and I'm going to share some of it, share it with you tonight, but um, I'm really basing this out of 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. Let me just read these three verses to you, okay? Here's what he says. This is, this is some big stuff here, guys. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, church, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Stop there. We're going to talk about this. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot going on here. And I, I 
man, I, man I've, I've, really, I've, I've struggled through this. I've struggled thinking on hospitality because I want to understand it correctly. In fact, if you've already, and just listen, listen, listen. I'm, just, 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 I'm going to confession time here. You're looking at your Bible study outline and you may say, this is a six point sermon. I want you to know on Monday, it was a 10 point sermon. All right, it was 10 points, true story. And I turned in the outline. I go to bed Monday night. I wake up Tuesday morning really early and my heart's beating. And I think that's too many points. That's too many points. So I got dressed really quick. I came to church and I was like, okay, I really need to boil this down anyway. Six, all right, six. We're gonna look at six truths, six biblical truths about hospitality. And if you want to, you can call me Monday and I'll give you the other four, okay? There's actually another 15, but really, I think I was thinking about this too much. But six biblical truths. I'm going to walk through this, church. If this is, man, if this is important to God, and if this is to be central to God's people, then we got to make sure we understand it correctly. Six biblical truths. Let's begin. Number one, hospitality is urgent. Biblical hospitality is urgent, and I want to show this to you from the text, okay? Walking through the text, verse 7, Peter says this, the end of all things is at hand, all right? That is a reminder to the church then. It is a reminder to the church today that we are currently living in the end times, all right? We got to be reminded of these things. In other words, when Christ ascended to heaven and before he returns from heaven, that whole period is the end time. We're living in the end times. Church, Jesus Christ's return is imminent, all right? So we're living in that time, all right? The next great, the next great biblical event is the return of Jesus. And so Peter says this in the text. Church, because we know this, because we're aware of this, we ought be people who live our lives, conduct our lives in a certain way, okay? I'm aware Christ's turn, return is imminent, so I want to live my life in a certain way. How is it? He tells us in the text, be self-controlled, be sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And then he continues, he says, keep doing this, even more than that, keep loving one another earnestly. Why? Why must we love one another earnestly? Because love covers a multitude of sins. And then he gets, remember, this is in the context of the end times, the urgency, the return of Christ is imminent because of all of that church. Do this, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. That's the urgency there. That's the baseline that I'm coming at here. One of the priorities of Peter, one of the priorities of God, one of the priorities for the church ought be, should be showing hospitality hospitality. That's how important it is. That's, that's the bait. We got to understand that. Okay. All right. So that's the first thing. Hospitality is urgent. As people, we're to be hospitable and it's an urgency. Christ is going to return. He will return. We're to be marked by hospitality. All right. I'm going to build on this. So I was thinking through it. I was systematically going to the text, systematically praying, systematically trying to understand how can I be hospitable to Second truth I get from all of these verses, hospitality is love in action. It, it absolutely is, all right? I want you to follow me here on this because this is something, man, I, I was really thinking about this because people throw around the word hospitality all the time. People saying I'll be hospital. Hospitality, it's a really common word, but it means different things to different people. And I am not concerned with what it means to everybody. What I'm concerned with is what does it mean to God, right? 
But you go look in America, in America, we got this whole industry. It's called the hospitality industry. Contained within that industry, it includes lodging, foods, drinks. I was looking at this, studying this, event planning, theme parks, travel, tourism, hotels, restaurants, and bars. Right? It has a total greater than kind of um, income of $170 billion a year. That is the hospitality industry. But what you need to know is that is not biblical hospitality. That is not what we're talking about here. That is what you would call um, broadly entertainment, all right? And so you got entertainment and you got hospitality, biblical hospitality, and they're different. And I want you to understand they're different. There may be some overlapping things, but ultimately the motivation behind what you're doing is different, all right? You're going to entertain somebody. Well, you're going to, you're going to impress them. You're going to impress them with your home. Maybe you're, I don't know, you're clever decorating and you're great cooking. Entertainment puts things before people. That's not so with biblical hospitality. Biblical hospitality puts people before things. Now, I want to show you this in the text. This is a biblical hospitality, all right? You can get down to the word in Greek. The Greek word for hospitality is phylloxenos, all right? Doesn't matter. It's a compound word. Two words put together. First word is phileo. Or phileo. It's, 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 it's phileo. You can pronounce it different ways. Point is, it means love. It means love. Like Philadelphia, brotherly love. It literally means, that word means love. The second part, xenos, means strangers. So it literally means, in the Greek, lovers of strangers. That's what it means. Does it, does it mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, I don't know, entertainer of strangers. Keep them occupied, you know. It doesn't mean that. It means to love strangers. So, Looking at the word, biblical hospitality is more than cooking a meal for somebody, right? It's more than just sharing refreshments. Now, that may be contained within it, but it's not about that. It's not, it's not, just, it's not about that. It's, it's, it's about having people in your life. Now, now that's a bit. That's all, I, having others, having strangers, having people not like you doing life with you. All right. Now, that's, that's a, a lover of strangers. Yeah. Okay. Now, once again, that sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds right. It sounds right. What does that look like? Here's my question, because I was thinking on this too. What does that look like? What does it look like? No, no, what does it look like to be a lover of strangers, to have someone in your life and to live your life in such a way that, you know, you're doing life together. And I, and I thought about that. I thought about, I thought about this. I don't want to share this with you. I'll give you some examples from my life. Um, once again, I'm not the one doing it. I'm the one receiving it. So no applause necessary. All right. Um, when we, you know, we were in Africa for about 10 years, close nine, nine years. And, um, and about every two to four years, we would come back to the States. All right. For a short period of time. Now, when we were back in the States, um, we would go speak and at missions conferences or other churches would have me speak or whatever. We'd do all, and it was all over the country. So we would fly in and for a couple of months, we'd go visit all these different churches. And it was amazing. All over the country, big churches, small churches, rural churches, big city churches, all these different churches. Now, the way it worked is this, okay? If a church invited me or me and my wife to come to their church, what they would do is this. They would go before the church prior to our coming, okay? And they would say, would there be a family in the congregation that would want to host 
Travis and Charity. And then someone would volunteer. I don't know them. And what they were volunteering for is this. When we get off the plane, they would pick us up. They would take us to their house. We would live in their house. We would sleep in their beds. We'd eat their food. And they're going to take us everywhere, okay? I loved it. I, I loved it because I got to go. I got to go all these different churches, big churches, small churches. And I got to experience this kind of radical hospitality. And it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And I want us to be like that. I remember there was one time I went to a small rural church, small rural church. These people said they were going to host us. Okay. And they had a small house. It was a humble house, not much going on in the house. I remember this. Listen, guys, this humbled me, man. They told us when we got there, they want us to have the best bed in the house. So they gave us their bed, right? They went and slept in some small little place. I don't know. They wanted to give us the best meals, the best food. They had us in their house. It was a sacrifice, but they were being hospitable to us, man. And one time I went, man, there's so many crazy stories. One time with the Florida, with the, this family in Florida, they're like, they, I, I can't tell all these stories, but they're like, hey, you ever seen an alligator? I go, no, I've seen a crocodile. They go, you want to see an alligator? I'm like, why not? And get in a boat and they, we go look for alligators. But it's just, I'm going to share this, is, this, is, I'm gonna share this one story with you. So this one conference I went to, it was a, I went to this conference, and I was by myself. I, was, I wasn't with my wife. And um, there was this, this is this, so true, this young man recently out of college, he said, I'm going to host me a missionary. I'm going to host me Travis. And so um, I, I, I'm a great. I get, I get to the church, and I go to his house. And I go in the house, and it is, it, is, it is sparse, man. I mean, I'm thinking the dude's fresh out of the college, okay? The TV's big. You know, but everything else, two-bedroom apartment. And I'm like, great. I'm, he's a lovely guy. He loves Jesus. And I go, man, I'm really sleepy. Been on a 20-hour flight. Well, two 10-hour flights. I need to play. Can I go sleep? He, so he goes, I'm going to show you to your room. He opens the door, and there's one room, and there's a mattress on the ground. And he goes, You're, now this is, but, this is, but guys, this is hospitality. It is. You're not, you're not worrying about, you know, what everything looks. There were some sheets and a dirty pillow. And I'm like... Right on, man. Listen, listen. He, lovely guy, lovely guy, lovely guy. I go, man, I, you know, I need to take a shower. And so I'm going to go take a shower. And I look around. There's no towels. I go, hey, man, you got some towels? He goes, I only got one towel. One t but here's the deal. I know he would have sh shared his towel with me, but that was too much hospitality, you know. But that's it, man. That's biblical hospitality, man. We're, we got, it's not just someone come to my house and I'll cook a meal for you and you got to leave. No, it's this whole thing, right? That is how we want to be. It is indeed love in action. Keep moving. Number three, hospitality. Okay, church. Hospitality, and I'm building on this, is making room for people, all right? And you understand this. We, we, hospitality does not happen by accident. You don't accidentally become hospitable. You've got to actually, you've got to actually, you've got to actually plan for it, right? You've got to make room in your life so you can be hospitable. Now, because, now I was thinking about this, because we have confused entertainment with hospitality, some of us, it's like this. This is, this is how hospitality kind of goes down sometimes. We're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hospitable. I'm going to be, I'm going to practice hospitality at a certain time, at a certain place, and I'm going to give you these activities to do. And you will know 
that I'm being hospitable because you will be able to look on the invitation that I gave you at the times that I'm going to practice my hospitality, right? We do that. Maybe not an invitation, maybe a phone call, maybe a text. Either way, we plan it, right? I'm going to be hospitable right here. And by the way, man, know this. My hospitality has an expiration date, right? I, I'm a time. I'm, I'm, going to be, I'm, I'm going to be hospitable from 6.30 to 8.30. But if you don't leave my house at 8.30, I am no longer going to be hospitable to you, you know? That's confusion. That's confu- we're confusing entertainment with hospitality. Hospitality, once again, is something you got to, it's more than entertainment, right? It's people in your life. So know in advance, hospitality, biblical hospitality, it don't come with an invitation card. You ain't going to be setting no parameters upon it, right? Anytime. You, you got to make room for it. It's part of your life. It's part of the way you, you think. You got to be ready to be hospitable, man. It's, it's kind of a, a weird, I don't know, you think about that. I'll tell you, I've seen that in the States. I've witnessed it and I've shared that with you. I remember when I was in Africa, Tanzanians are exceedingly hospitable. I mean, it was crazy, man. Anytime of the day that things would go south for me and it wouldn't happen often, there was always someone, they made room for it. That's what I want for us. And this, our church and this service, I want us to make room to be hospitable. That leads to the fourth truth. Hospitality is costly. It, it, you gotta be prepared for that. Now go make, I am going to be a hospitable person. I understand I can't make a, I can't, I can't plan my hospitality. God's gonna bring things in my life and, but you gotta know it's gonna be costly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about, not necessarily talking about monetary cost. But man, I'm just, I'm just telling you straight up, man, hospitality can be inconvenient. It absolutely can, right? Like look at the definition, right? Lover of strangers, right? That means people that you do not know. That means people who are not like you at all, right? They may need you, but you may not need them at all, right? You gotta make, you gotta make room for that and you gotta understand that's going to cause some inconvenience, right? You got to make people who may be different from you, not like, be like you, enjoy the food. I don't know, that's so many different from you. You want them to feel welcome. It's hard. Look, even, even, the, even in the text, Peter was aware of that. Peter was aware that it was costly because he said, I'm convinced of it, because he says, do it without grumbling. Like he knows it's going to be work, Right? You know, people coming up in your house and you're all tired. Man, listen, look at, I know you look at me right now and you're like, Travis is probably the most lovely person in the world. Not true, not true. You get me in my, I got my little seat and I'm sitting in my little seat and I'm reading a book or something and you call me and you want me to need some hospitality. I gotta check my heart, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it, it. And then sometimes, check this out, you may be showing hospitality to someone and they don't seem to appreciate it. They're not grateful. And I'm sitting there, hey man, I just got out of my favorite chair to come be hospitable to you. I need a thank you or something. But Peter says, no. Travis, you do that without grumbling. Do it without grumbling. So it is costly. You gotta know that. You gotta know that when you're practicing it. You gotta know that you gotta make a margin for it. You gotta know that it's costly, which leads me to number five, you got to hear me out on this one, man. Hospitality, at least in part, is about disciple making. 
It really is. And I, 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 I'm just going, this one hits home with me, people, church. It does. I mean, look at, ver- you got to understand, you go and look at verse 9. I'm going I'm 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 to work this out. Show, that means practice, hospitality. Those last three words are interesting, to one another. means pursue the love of strangers, but also do it with one another. That means with you, with us in this room, right? You know, what's that about? Well, it is about, at least in part, discipleship. It's absolutely at least in part about discipleship, all right? And here's where it gets, I'll know, personal for me, all right? Maybe some of you have the same story, but I'm telling you, when God saved me, I didn't know how to read no Bible. I didn't know what it looked like, right? I didn't know... I don't know. I didn't know what a, a, a Christian father's supposed to act like. I didn't know what a Christian family, you know. I, never, I, I don't know, man. But you know what? You know what, church? People in the church practice hospitality, and they invited me into their house. And I'm telling you right now, it changed my life. Amen. Changed my life, man. I remember sitting there. There's so many crazy things. There's so many things that trip me up, man. But I'm sitting there. I saw how a godly man spoke to his wife, and I liked it. I saw the way a godly man talked to his children, and I liked that. I saw a man, godly man read his Bible. How do, how do you read your Bible? Well, you, you sit in your chair and you open your Bible, you know? I saw a family. Guys, two things trip me out. First thing, I saw a family before they ate, they prayed. That's crazy, man. Here's the second thing that tripped me out, dude. It, it tripped me out crazy. I was, there, was a, they invited me to their house, this family. It was, a, it, was a, it was a Saturday night, and they did something I'd never seen before. They started preparing for church on Sunday on Saturday night. I'm like, what? Really? They were thinking. They, were, they prayed about it. They were thinking about it. They went to bed in time so they'd wake up in time. I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I want it. I want all that. I want it all. And by God's grace, I, God's men and women in the church invite me to their house, man, spending time with me. I pursued it by God's grace. They had, those people, they had no gain in asking me over to their house. There's no gain for them. Goofy looking, smelly dude, you know? You know what I did, man? I ate their food. I did not help them cook. I did not help them clean. I ate all their food. And when I got through eating the food, I went to the pantry to look for more food, you know? I'm sure I said thank you, but I was no, it was no gainer for them. It was no gainer for them, not at all. But it was a great gainer for me. And I would just impress upon you, church. Look around. Invite people to your house. Invite people, younger, younger people to your house. Hospitality is at least in part about discipleship. Sixth thing I would say is this. Hospitality is God's command to us. I mean, bottom line, I could have 10 points, 15 points, 20 points. You know, it don't matter. God gave us this command, right? 
God commanded it. We don't need to be dancing around. And once again, Christ says he came to give life and give it more abundantly. That means any command of God is given to us to bring us joy, right? This command to be hospitable is not given to take joy from us. It means when we pursue the love of strangers, it is joyful. It is life giving, right? Now, I'll address this real quick because some guys, some guys, you don't raise your hand, but I know it because somebody done told me this. You're like, I don't, dudes, man, guys are like, I don't got the gift of hospitality. So I'm going to leave that to other people. That's nonsense. That's nonsense, man. Let me tell you this. This I tell them. Are you telling me? that only those who have the gift of mercy should practice mercy? Are you telling me only those who have maybe a gift of self-control should be the ones, I don't know, practicing self-control? Are you telling me only those who have the gift of kindness should be kind? It's ridiculous, man, ridiculous, ridiculous. That's not even biblical thinking. The Bible thinking's exactly opposite. Bible says this, if you are lacking mercy, you ought seek to practice it all the more, right? If you are someone who's not kind, you should be seeking to be kind. If you do not think that you are a man of hospitality or a woman of hospitality, should you, ought you not be seeking to be more hospitable? Guys, God commanded for our joy, his glory and the good of our city. So don't neglect it. I want us to be a people who practice hospitality, biblical hospitality. I want to end with a short story and just three quick practical things you can do. Here's the story. Every week, if you come here, you hear me say, if you're a first-time guest, fill out the worship guide, put your name, tear it off. I'll text you. You get a gift. Okay, every week. Some of you, you just check out when I say that because I say it every week. But every week we have first-time guests, all right? Recently, very recently, I text a, a person who had visited us, all right? And um, they text me back. I've talked to them to make sure I can share this story. I'm going to keep it vague, but I, I want to... They text me back, and they, this, is, this is a first-time visitor, a first-time visitor. And they said to me, lovely and kindly, I came to the service, and I thought, I was looking for a church, I thought that your church was very rude and unloving. That's what, I don't, I, that's what they said. They said, no one talked to me. That, that's what they said. But then they said this. One person, they gave me the person's name. I haven't talked to that person, but they gave me their name. They said, that person came over to me, asked me my name, right? got to know me, got my contact, and invited me to their small group, and it made all the difference in the world. Not only did it make all the difference of the world, I actually went to their small group. I am now going to their small group, and I am continuing to go to your church, right? Why? One person, one person in our church looked around. We're, we're not rude people, by the way. I don't believe that for one second. I do believe that we might get preoccupied or I don't know, because I do the same thing, but one person looked around, saw someone they did not know, it made all the difference in the world. I want that to be us, guys. I want that to be us. I want that to be us, man. So real quick, what can we do? Three things real quick. First thing is this. Guys, invite each other into your house. Here, invite people to your house. And you know, nothing fancy. You ain't got to clean up your house. It don't matter. Hang out. 
Spend time together. Get to know each other. Make that margin. Make that a plan. Make it a priority. When someone asks you to come to their house, I don't know. Do it if you can to the best of your ability, all right? When you got to get up, up in there. Second, when you come to church, man, I just ask you, corporately. Let's greet and welcome people. It matters. It absolutely matters. Keep your head. I don't know. You know, looking around. Do I know them? Do I not know them? Can I hug them? Can I encourage them? It doesn't matter. God commands us to do it. Let's do it. Third thing, I would say this. I want us as a people to strategically pray and think about ways we can show hospitality to our community. That's what I want for us. Biblical hospitality. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you're a hospitable God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. We want to be a people who reflect you. We want to be a people who practice hospitality, not as the world practices it to entertain, but as a people who practice it for discipleship, to pursue the love of strangers, to be inconvenienced, and it may even be costly, but I pray that through it we will make much of you for your glory, for our joy, and for the good of our city and the world. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.